0: Welcome to the Reclaim Your Rise podcast. My name is Lauren Bongiorno, nationally board-certified health coach and founder and CEO of Risley Health, where we help people and families impacted by type 1 diabetes take ownership over their lives so that they can transform with more freedom and confidence. Everyone has a different reason to be here. You might be seeking knowledge, support, or community, but at your core, I know that you long for something deeper. You're here for Transformation. And that's what the Reclaim Your Rise podcast is all about. A quick reminder before we start the show that nothing you hear on the Reclaim Your Rise podcast should be a substitute for personalized professional medical advice. Please always consult your physician or other medical professional before making any changes to your diet, insulin dosages, or healthcare plan. Dating and diabetes. Let's talk about it on the Reclaim Your Rise podcast because... Man, do I have some spillover angst and energy and words to still say after a direct message that I got on Instagram about this topic last Thursday. And I actually took that direct message and I put it into an Instagram post the next day and it completely blew up. If you haven't seen it, you can go look at it. But still, after sharing that, I was like, no, no, no. Like This needs space on the podcast. So that is why we're talking about it today. Um, But all to say... If you haven't seen the direct message that I got, it was from a girl who sent it to me Thursday night, I guess, or like Wednesday night into Thursday. It said it was at, sent at 2.15 a.m. And I'm thinking if she was on East Coast or even like Pacific Standard Time, that there's a chance that it was you know, nighttime by her. And we've all been there where we've gotten broken up with or you know, a relationship has fallen apart or you're just having a rough, a rough patch in a relationship where you just had a fight and you're just like feeling all the feelings and sadness flood through you like trying to fall asleep at night and it's like the worst feeling ever and I and I just have a feeling that that's like the state she was in when she sent it because uh, the message basically said I don't know what to do I'm so upset I'm devastated right now my boyfriend just broke up with me because I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and I read that message Thursday morning and my heart, like I literally stopped everything that I was doing. My heart was just like, oh my goodness, I wanted to jump through the screen and give her the biggest hug ever and tell her that this is a blessing in disguise and that you're going to see this, you know, one day as, whoa, I can't believe I was so upset over this. But anyways, I... Thought, you know, let me put this up on Instagram and show her that. And of course, I crossed out her name and everything, but like show her that there's so many people in the comments that are going to be cheering her on saying, you know, I found the love of my life and there is somebody out there who can, you know, who can love you with type 1 diabetes. And what I didn't expect, tons of messages came in like that on the post, but what I didn't expect was how many messages and comments on the post there would also be of people saying, I know what it feels like right now, like something similar happened to me and then they would share their story. Like I pulled out just a few of them and I want you to listen to them. So one person said, a boyfriend I had once asked me to take my shots outside of his BMW. Another person said, I was once broken up with because a guy feared I would die getting pregnant with our child and being a single dad was his biggest fear. Someone else said, I went into DKA and was in the ICU for a few days. He didn't take me to the hospital. My dad had to come pick me up to bring me. And he didn't visit. My college roommate, another person said, my college roommate decided my diagnosis was too much so she moved out. It sucked. It hurt. I had an ex that didn't want me to get a CGM. Here's the kicker. Oh, this line killed me. Because it was, ew, another thing on your body? So, those were just a few. There were so many more. And it opened my eyes to like, wow, this is a real problem. And I don't know if I should be like talking and doing this podcast for all of us who have type 1 diabetes or if this needs to go out to just like the general dating pool of like how to be a decent human. <laughs> like not sure Um, any of the dating apps want to have a partnership because like what is going on? But all to say like I want to share three things with you. Three things that you need to know if you have type 1 diabetes and you are in a spot right now where like you don't have the love of your life or you you know you're not married or you're not in a committed relationship and you're like is there somebody out there for me who can love me with my diabetes and love me you know just like fully and, and be there for me during the highs and the lows no pun intended. P.S. I also, I think, I can't remember if I put that in my vows of my wedding or Chris did, but there was there was some kind of diabetes um, uh, note, you know, nod to diabetes in our vows, which was funny. But I'll always think of it when I say highs and lows. Anyways, okay, so here are the three things. So first off, you have to know that if someone breaks up with you, like explicitly, something diabetes related, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And I know this is such like a classic thing that we hear all the time so like let's dive into it a little bit deeper right like people have their past experiences and you know ways they grew up and Some had parents where they showed them that adversity and challenges were a great opportunity for growth and other people had parents who, you know, they've shied away from challenges and, you know, things that came in their way and and how they handled things differently, right? Like you don't know. And so we have to just operate under the assumption that like you are whole with diabetes, you are not broken and if somebody sees your diagnosis or the things that you're dealing with as an embarrassment or as an inconvenience, like all of that like that's that's on them like that's they they have not grown like we we what we like to call them is like they're a soul in growth right so that's what we say right and i and i think at the same time it's important to acknowledge why i think that it hurts so much to get broken up with because of diabetes like yes possibly it's because you're losing someone you love and that person you're talking to every day and everything that comes with it right but more specifically a it validates our deepest insecurities for a lot of us of you know maybe I am too much of an inconvenience with type 1 diabetes or maybe I'm too much of a liability you know for a partner or you know maybe I'm not lovable right like all these things that like we a lot of us have thought at one point or another it almost like validates that in a way or at least it does in our mind and then B if we're in a place of our life where we're in a tough spot with our diabetes, which you guys know I've been there. I had several years where I was there. Getting broken up with because of your diabetes, it's almost this double dagger reminder that, yeah, like you're in this alone and you got to fix your own problems. And that doesn't feel good when you're struggling with your diabetes, right? Feeling isolated and alone is like the worst thing ever because that's not motivating to want to move yourself forward. We all need support. So that's the first thing. Moving on to the second thing. After I put up this post, I got a direct message from a guy actually, and he said something along the lines of, you know, I never am normally somebody who reaches out like this on Instagram to anybody, but I saw your last post and I and I really just want to share with you that I'm I'm struggling deeply, you know, with my diabetes and um, you know, my partner broke I think it's, he said even several partners, several partners have broken up with me because of my diabetes and how, you know, it's just, it's, ugly. he used the word like it's ugly and it's, you know, just not, um, you know, easy and all these things. Um, like how, and he was like, what advice do you have for me? And I asked him, I said, you know, are you like, is it the partners that you've had that are telling you that your diabetes is ugly and that, you know, it's not easy to deal with and all these things, or are those things that like you believe, like let's get clear here. And he responded, he's like, well, you know, they've said it kind of, but yeah, like I I do believe it too, but it's the truth. And I'm like, my love, like my love, my friend, like if you believe that, that's, that's what you're attracting in, right? Like if you don't love yourself, if you think that your diabetes, if, if you, if you don't love yourself or your diabetes, or if you think that you're less than, or that you're never going to find a partner, because that was part of what he said too, is like, I, I don't think I'll ever find a partner. If you think that way, if you think that you're not lovable, like how do you expect other people to see you in a different light, right? And really what this is, is this comes down to living deeply in a place of shame and a place of victimhood, right that like diabetes is this thing taking things away from you instead of being like i'm going to conquer this right so to this point what's my advice here the key here if i was in your shoes it would be stop trying to date like put a pause on thinking about it anything to do with that and you got to make yourself whole first you are whole but like feel whole first or You're going to keep attracting in people who are going to meet you on the level you're at currently, not the level that you desire of a person. I'm going to say that again because it's really, really, really important. You have to make yourself whole first or you'll keep attracting in people who are going to consistently meet you on the level you're currently at, not the level you desire of a person. That's a big lesson I've learned in my life with not just relationships, but just so many just life opportunities is if you're doubting yourself, if you're in a place of talking about all the, you know, just things that could happen or fears or this or that, like you're not in the space to attract in things that you know you want because you're thinking about what you don't want to happen right we got to change those those thoughts and those are that's free it's free to change our thoughts that's accessible to us like we can all do that we just have to you know be open to the possibility of what could happen when we do okay and then the last and final thing number 3 is not taking care of your blood sugar fluctuations your physical health your mental health absolutely impact our relationships because they affect how we feel and how we show up, right? Like, I remember when I was struggling with my, just like obsession with my blood sugar numbers and uh, just, you know, trying to avoid so many different foods and things like that, when I was about probably year like two, three, four, five of dating my now husband, Chris, like I didn't feel great and it definitely impacted our relationship. Like I can't even explain how much closer Chris and I became and how much more trust was built after I like started taking care of myself and my mindset and my body in the way that like it needed to be tended to right so just giving you that little you know story there but you know at the same time this doesn't just mean we're only worthy of love when we are at our prime with diabetes like, you want somebody who is going to stand by you through the ups and downs, you know, during the the middle of the night lows when you need a juice box and you're sweaty and you're like, babe, wake up. I need, you know, I need support. When you are having a high blood sugar and they're trying to kiss you and, you know, you put up a boundary because your blood sugar is high and you just don't feel like it right now, right? And they got to, they got to respect that and be like, totally, it's okay. No worries, Right like you end and on top of that you also want someone who is going to encourage and support you to get the support and help you need whatever that looks like not run in the opposite direction and say you need to figure yourself out peace no 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 like that's that's not how love works love is unconditional so these are three things that I want you to deeply reflect on I want you to know and I want you to trust that your person is out there waiting for you And you deserve a person who not only loves all of you, but will be there to, like I said, encourage you taking care of yourself and your diabetes. As a final kind of story here, because I know a lot of you, you know, know, when I first started dating Chris, I didn't tell him I had diabetes for three months. And not only did I not tell him I had diabetes because I was so scared that he would break up with me and so scared that he would think I was weird and different and just, you know, unattractive really what it came down to because of the gadgets on my body. Also actively hid it. Like I had so much shame that I went out of my way and put myself like in so much just like harm's way because of the shame that I had. And as the story goes, the first sleepover Chris and I ever had, it was senior year of high school and all our friends, like somebody had a house party and we ended up like crashing in the living room den area with just like pillows and sleeping bags and all that. And Chris and I, of course, like we both liked each other. I can't remember if if we just started dating or if it was like right before it. Um, But I was like, we're going to cuddle tonight. Like it's, you know, going to be, he's going to be like having his arm wrapped around me. And so what am I going to do? I'm going to take off my pump. Literally, I'm not going to like, disconnect it like I'm gonna completely take I was on the Medtronic pump at the time so it was the wired pump like I'm gonna completely pull it off my body I also didn't have a CGM at the time so that was the only distinguishing you know feature on my body that could tell somebody from the outside that like there was something wrong with me and I cared way more for you know for him not to know that than I did about prioritizing my health and so for the entire night I didn't wear my pump and I woke up my blood sugar was like 500 I think it maybe even a little bit higher than that and I don't have shame telling that story anymore because I I know that I was in such a different headspace and in a place in, in my life back then um but you know fast forward three months after that I eventually worked up the courage to tell him that I had you know type 1 diabetes I sat him down I was fully prepared for him to break up with me I think I even said like you can break up with me if you want and I said hey I have to tell you something he said uh okay, a little scary, but go ahead. And I said, I have this thing called type 1 diabetes. And and before I even like continued the whole speech I had prepared in my head for weeks leading up to it, he was like, Oh yeah, like I know. And I'm like, What? Like, you know? He was like, Lauren, he's like, I'm best friends with your neighbor who actually his name's Donnie and I grew up right next to him like I've known him like our families are super super close and that's how Chris and I kind of like met in high school was like through him um but she's he's like yeah like of course Donnie at some point has said something or whatnot and I was like well like what do you think about it he's like I don't care like I was just waiting for you to you know just tell me on your own terms and it was such a moment of relief and you know years following that it took me a lot of learning to continue opening up about that part but all to say that sometimes the thing that feels so scary is only scary if you're with the wrong person so we're going to end on that note and leave it here please Go to the post about the dating and diabetes DM that came through and send that person in the comment section some love or just share, yeah, some of the stories that you've had about dating and diabetes and the crazy humans that are out there or the souls and growth that are out there. We got to keep it to that. But anyways, if you are listening to this episode the week it comes out, the week of October 4th, I want to invite you to my last free masterclass of the year, that I'm hosting uh, Tuesday, October 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Thursday, October 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern, and Sunday, I believe it's at 11 a.m. Eastern or 12 p.m. Eastern. But when you sign up and go to the registration page, you'll be able to see the times and options listed. Um, And this masterclass uh, is all about really overcoming your fears and anxieties and mindset blocks that are keeping you from Taking control of your A1C, lowering it, increasing your time and range. We are going way beyond generic T1D education and we're actually talking about um, the things that are holding you back from, yeah, feeling confident. I'll be leading the masterclass, but my co-host coming on is Risley's T1D psychologist on our medical advisory board, Dr. Dumont. And so you'll be able to hear from her and connect with people in the community who are also coming on. So if this is a 2022 goal of yours and you don't want to go into 2023 with like, all right, now I'll finally set an A1C goal. Come to this masterclass, prioritize yourself, love yourself through prioritizing your health. And as for the podcast, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll see you next week.